What's up, guys? This is Down to the Wire with Mason and Cam. What's up? Kicking off college football week one. What'd you think? I thought it was fantastic. I know me and a lot of other people went to the Mullet House and had like five TVs streaming at a time watching football, and it was fantastic. Jeez, college football is life. It is life, <laughs> especially down here in the South. Had a lot of good games this weekend. What was it, five straight days of football? Yeah, I mean, it started Thursday and ran all the way to yesterday, Monday. We're recording on Tuesday, so all the way up to yesterday with the Virginia Tech-Florida State game. Yep. So it was fantastic. Always a good first week of football. And you learn a lot about your team and even other teams that go on throughout the week, too. So yep. so what was it? You had Texas in your final game? Yeah, yeah they can kick rocks. <laughs> uh, Tom Herman can kick rocks. That was pathetic how okay tell me how the heck are you your preseason ranked in the top 25 and you lose to freaking maryland who doesn't have their head coach who just had a player die and has all this turmoil around the program and you freaking lose because you can't even stop an offense that just runs jet sweep and matt canada every time are you freaking kidding me yep they can kick rocks and i'm just done with them this year it's, it's already over so well uh i still got my final four intact right now Listen, listen, Washington good. is still somewhat maybe in the chase. We'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah, Texas is done. Texas is And, uh, yeah, that was kind of a bad guess. But, hey, my other sleeper team did well in yeah. Virginia Tech. They did. They okay. looked really good. They destroyed Florida State on the road. They did. That defense was dirty. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I didn't get to watch the second half because my internet went out, which wasn't fun last night. I had to call the charter up and get that all fixed up. And yeah. it didn't get fixed until probably in the middle of the night. But, yeah, I mean, from what I saw, and even watched the highlights this morning, like, they flat out beat them up. Florida State could not move the ball, only scoring three points. Yeah. Which was – I was shocked by that. Yeah. Because Taggart's supposed to be this offensive guy, especially with Francois at quarterback. They were supposed yeah, to I mean, you had a returning quarterback who can be an NFL talent. And then even Virginia Tech lost a good bit of defense from last year. Yeah. I mean, they lost a good bit of guys. I'm pretty sure both of their cover guys – like. Uh, corners were new, and they just stuck on those receivers all night long and made it difficult. And that defensive line was whooping uh, Florida State's offensive line, which I already said you know, last week that that's always a question mark for Florida State the past couple of years is yeah. their offensive line. That offensive so line looked really They bad. still struggled against really quick front three. Yeah. Like they really played three defensive, defensive linemen with linebackers. So Virginia Tech, props to y'all. Y'all killed it. One of my sleepers this year, if they can beat Clemson, they'll make it to the playoff. You heard it here first, but who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So. so we got a lot uh, for this episode. We got some good segments coming up. So let's start it off on your recap of the LSU game. Oh, man. Wasn't that fantastic? That, that was, was a ridiculous. Great game. You can kick rocks for picking Miami. I was not expecting that at all. I was never expecting I mean, Miami was, to look honestly, that bad. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be – a 33-3 to game no, in the third never. quarter. I didn't think it would be that bad. I thought we may, might win by seven, maybe ten yeah, points. So did I. I thought it would be a really good game. But, man, the Tigers went out there and they dominated. They did. They, they dominated did. pretty much all game. The offense looked good in the first half. I mean, there were some things that you could tell me. His first game, first game for Joe Burrow, the quarterback, his first ever game. So you saw some a little bit of issues with the clock management in the first quarter. But other than that, I mean, everything was – you know, nice and smooth. 
Um, and then, you know, in the second half, after they got up by 30 points, they kind of packed it all in, trying to run the clock yeah. and all that. So they weren't real conservative, which I wish they wouldn't have done it, but I get where they're coming from. They don't want to make mistakes. They didn't want to get that turnover chain out for Miami, so they get momentum, <laughs> which is fine with me. I mean, that thing can stay in the box all year for all I care. But, um, yeah, just a great game to start off. And I want to say this, man, Nick Brosette for LSU, senior running back, good for him, man. I'm so happy game. for him. He ran for, what, 120, yeah. 120 yards, two touchdowns. Could have had a third if he had made just a little bit of a better cut into the line on one of those goal line runs that we ended up getting a field goal on. I mean, he had a fantastic game. He's been sitting behind Leonard Fournette and Darius Guys and Daryl Williams for the past three years finally gets this opportunity and took advantage of it. I mean, he, he had a great, beautiful run on his first 50-yard touchdown run that the offensive line just blocked perfectly. I mean, yeah. it was a thing of beauty. And uh, good for him. I'm proud of so happy for him because, I mean, he's waited his time and he's worked his butt off all offseason long on trying to get this thing. And um, Joe Burrow, I thought, looked really, well, really good. I mean, you wouldn't really tell from the stat line. I mean, his stats weren't blow you out of the water, but – you go back and look at the game, he had two drop passes from wide receivers and maybe like five throwaways, like smart throwaways. You look him in the pocket and you look at him playing, like he never got rattled. Yeah. And that was the thing with Danny Edling the past couple of years is that if you got to him or got close to him, you could tell he got rattled, he got uncomfortable, he got frazzled. Joe Burrow didn't look like that. He was calm, glute, uh, um, calm and smooth and, you know, he never got rattled. He, you know, played it well and – he threw the ball away and made smart decisions with it, you know? Yeah. And he played real well. He made a nice check at the line for the bro set run of that 50-yarder, and I could tell he had control of the offense. Yeah. Um, so it looked good. Defense looked fantastic and dominant. Really bad news of Kayla Von Chauson, though. Gets injured in the fourth quarter, and uh, news out today that it's a torn ACL, so he's done for nice. the year. What about Greedy Williams? That's how he went out. Greedy, he, he was fine. He just had his stinger. He came back out, and then um, the only other injury that actually had significance was Adrian McGee, a right ta- starting right tackle. Yeah. He'll be out for a couple weeks, uh, but Bredora, Treora, the backup left tackle, I mean, he did okay. Um, offensive line, running-wise, they did fairly well. There's a little bit more of a of, um, – the D-line of Miami kind of got into our backfield in the passing game. So, I mean, pass sets are going to have to be a little bit better. But, hey, it's the first week. It gets a really good defensive line, and Gerald Willis kind of blew up the game. He played really well. But offensive line did fairly well for it to be in the first week. And a couple of guys, his first time ever being out there on the field playing in major college football. So, yeah. um, they looked pretty good. But, um, of course, still room to improve yeah, offensively. Agree. Defensively, um, gave up some long passes. Um, by the DBs just misplaying the ball. I mean, they were in position to make plays. They just misplayed it, but that'll come. Um, defensive line ro- looked really good. Hopefully in the next coming weeks we see a little bit more rotation. We only had five guys play um, those three spots, so hopefully a little bit more. Um, and then the two linebackers, Devin White and Jacob Phillips. I mean, they just looked fantastic. Yeah. Jacob Phillips got a defensive player of the week this week with the pick six and the six or seven <laughs> tackles and a sack, and, I mean, he just looked all over the field. And, of course, Devin White did his thing. Um, but, yeah, it's really sad about Caleb because he was going to be poised to have a really nice year. I mean, a lot of people were asking 
on if he would break Arden Key's single season sack record. I really? mean, that's what people were talking about. So he had that really big kind of impact. But we got three guys backing him up that we'll have to rotate in. But it's a big loss for him. Yeah. And then special teams. I mean, the kicker that we got, we only have him for one year from scholarship. But dude, the guy can make kicks. Yeah. If we, any of those kicks had a very high chance of us missing last year. I mean, it was funny, my dad, whenever they kicked a field goal and we made it, he's like, oh, would have missed that last year. So, I <laughs> mean, it was, nice it was honestly, have a kicker. It is honestly really nice to have a kicker again. Uh, obviously, you don't know what that feels like. You would never know what that's and like. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, special teams was big, and, you know, we won all three facets of the game, and it was apparent on the scoreboard. I yeah. mean, the scoreboard, I mean, the 33-17, to 17, I don't think really showed the dominance that there was throughout the whole game. But, I mean, it was just a great game and unexpected by everybody. And really? you saw it, first possession, literally, LSU's defense, defense came out and just punched Miami oh, yeah. in the throat. They just, the ACC just looked like they were not ready to handle yeah. the SEC. LSU came out and dominated. Um, I was really impressed with Coach O. Some of those coaching decisions that he was making, a couple of those fourth downs that he was going for early, you could tell that the team was behind him yeah. and ready to play for him and play hard for him. And I think that was a great win for him. Um, my takeaway of Joe Burrow, I was pretty impressed with him. I think the thing is, he looked a lot like Danny Etling to me. Um, he he looks like he could be a really good quarterback, but LSU was just able to dominate the game like they wanted to on the defensive end and the running game. Like you said, Brissett had 120 yards, two touchdowns. That's the way LSU plays all the time. Um, but Joe Burrow did look really good, and I was impressed with him. Um, the big test for LSU, though, is Auburn coming up. Yep. Because there's no way that y'all will be able to run on Auburn like y'all did with Miami. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll probably get into more uh, later on some of the other teams that we saw this weekend. So yeah. we'll get a little bit more into Auburn. But, man, like, I think the game plan for this week for LSU was, hey, Let's not turn the ball over. We'll play somewhat conservative, but we're still going to pass the ball. But let's not make the big mistake because Miami just lives off turnovers. Yeah. That's how their team has, has run last year. Always. That's why they won their 10 games. They won their games because they got turnovers. They lost their games because they didn't get any turnovers. Yeah. So it was that. And then also, you know, you were talking about uh, Ed's uh, decisions with the fourth downs and everything. And part of that is that, hey, my defense is playing lights out right now. I don't think they can move the ball. We're, like, close to midfield or on the other side of uh, the 50-yard line. Let's, like, let's go for it. Like, yeah. let's go get points, and we're going to put our foot to the, to the middle, and we're just going to go. And if we don't get it, hey, we have a fantastic defense that's going to back us up. Um, but, you know, Joe Burrow, I don't think his skill set throwing the football was really shown off a lot. Yeah. I think they'll show off. I mean, they play Southeastern this week. And so, I mean, that's just a cupcake, kind of a warm-up, glorified-type scrimmage thing, at least you hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, hopefully they'll open it up a lot and they'll throw it a lot. That way he can get some more confidence um, and get, you know, the rhythm with his receivers going before they go to Auburn. But, um, I mean, I like Joe Burrow better than, than I ever did Danny Edling. Yeah. I mean, he, um, he did look so. good. But – you know, he's got some room to improve with uh, just handling yeah. the offense. Yeah, he does. Like he does. And, I mean, again, and this is how I'm going to be with every quarterback this year is that yeah. we'll still have to wait and see, you know, what happens. It's week one. You don't want to over-analyze um, everything based on one week and kind of go over the top with it. Yeah. Because um, it is just one week. 
and this is all based on preseason projections on how good the teams that other teams were playing and all that. So we'll just have to wait and see. But for all intents and purposes, like everybody thought LSU would lose this game. Yeah. I mean, everybody did. Everybody did. I thought uh, there wasn't would. very many people that picked LSU to win. I mean, you look at game day, every single person on game day picked against LSU, and they were all wrong. Yeah. And LSU proved a point this weekend. Whether Miami's good or not, it's like, hey, we're still here. We're still LSU. We still have the talent. Now, can we put it all together every week, and can we throw the football? Yeah. So. I also don't think everybody expected Miami just to play that bad. Yeah, they didn't have their best game. Um, it's real interesting, like, how much credit do you give to LSU, and how much of it do you go to, okay, Miami just didn't play well. Yeah. You know, there's just a fine balance of, did Miami play really well, did they play really bad, or did LSU just play that good? Yeah, and I think that's a point with all of Mark Rick's teams is – they just have one game where they fall apart, and they just drop an egg. Man, there's something about Mark Richt sometimes with opening games. Yeah. I mean, you saw him against Boise State whenever he was at Georgia. They lost that game, too. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, Miami still might play really well in the yeah. ACC Coastal because um, uh, they play Virginia Tech, I think, and they don't play Clemson unless they play him in the, in the championship game, I don't think. So, it'll be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year, but definitely a dominant – game by LSU yeah so you should be very excited I am was a good I'm one. really excited really good one you got anything else about that no you want to move on yeah let's all move right on. so obviously and everybody knew it Bama dominated and won by like 40 points as usual so what you got new? man that game by Tua was ridiculous five possessions or excuse me six possessions scored on five of them just came out and dominated like everybody thought he would. Um, he was able to just pick LSU, or, uh, Louisville's secondary apart with ease. And I think that is just amazing for Alabama. In my personal, in my personal opinion, I've never seen Alabama with a quarterback that can throw like that. Yeah. Never. Not once. A.J. McCarron was close, but he couldn't throw it down the field like Tua did. Last year with Jalen, he might complete – one of those passes that Tua was throwing. You know, you had a couple of deep balls to Jerry Judy that looked amazing. You uh, had a couple of those short routes where he's just hitting receivers in stride and they're able to take it and do something with it. Whereas last year with Jalen, you know, he throws it behind them. They have to stop, blah, blah, blah. Same old, same old. But that offense looked really, really good, I thought. Um, but at the stats here, just comparing Tua to Jalen, uh, Tua – 12 of 16 for 227 yards. That's an average of 14.2 yards and two touchdowns. Whereas Jalen went five for nine for 70 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. And if you look at it, Tua had a 99.1 QBR, yep. which just blows my mind. But the offense came out, did their thing. Um, the pass protection was a little iffy at some points, but those are just first game stuff. That happens to most teams. Um, the defense, man, um, I don't even know where to start with them. They had a good statistical game, but at the same time, you know, they didn't play as good as I would have hoped. Um, they're very young defense, and I think it showed we weren't getting much um, of a pass rush, and um, they were struggling and giving up just wide open big plays every now and then. So, I think with that young team, it was just first game jitters. Um, those will obviously get fixed in a couple of weeks. 
and uh, how about my boy uh, DeAndre Thompson in the back or in the secondary, number fourteen, number 14. showing off. Yeah, he looked like the best player on y'all's defense. To he me. looked good, I thought, because um, that secondary had a lot of question marks going into it. And having him look really good the first game really makes me feel better about where the defense is at. So, I mean, he alone had three passes defended. Yeah. Had an interception, too, I believe. Yep, he did. He so. had five total tackles, three of them solo, one and a half were four loss, and five, three pass breakups and an interception. Yeah, dude looked good. Um Mac Wilson went out kind of late with an injury. He's all good. He's going to be back. That would have been really bad if we would have lost him because he's basically the middle of the defense right now with those linebackers, him and Dylan Moses. Um, so if we lose one of them, we might be in some pretty big trouble. But all in all, it was a really good game. It was a good way to start for Bama. Um, man, what do you think about Nick Saban's comments after the game? He can kick rocks. Dude, <laughs> come on, man. Like – what the heck else are you going to expect somebody to ask you? And, man, she's just, like, doing her job. Yeah. And then you hear in his in his uh, press conference from this week saying that he didn't want to vilify a player and all this. Nobody's asking you to do that. I mean, he, she's just asking you, like, what did you think of your quarterbacks? He could have easily said, hey, I mean, they both played pretty well. They stuck to the game plan. You know, we'll look at it, you know, going into it. Yeah. Now I get that you're probably upset with just kind of how – uh, sloppy it got towards the end of the game because it really did get kind of sloppy for y'all did. towards the end of the game with all the penalties and everything. But man, dude, you're you're a college football coach that everybody knows. Everybody knows you had a con- quarterback controversy because Jalen Hurts, you know, said whatever he said, you know, in preseason, and that's on you too for not being able to keep that in house. Like you created this whole story because you're not saying anything. Yeah. So don't be getting mad at reporters, and I know. You know, Bama fans are going to be like, oh, no big deal. Just leave him alone. I mean, it's not okay for Nick to do it. It's not okay for Will Muschamp to do it. It wasn't okay if Les Miles did it. I mean, it's not okay for anybody to do that. Yeah. Like, you're a coach, okay? You don't get special treatment just because you win a lot. Answer the questions you're asked, and if you don't want to really say anything, you don't have to. Just say, hey, you know, we'll look at it. Be calm, cool, and collected, all right? I get you're frustrated, but listen, you know you're having a post-game interview right on the field. Like, man, be respectful. She's just doing her job, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, he definitely could have handled it in a different way. I didn't like that he just went off on her. Um, but I do see where he's coming from. He doesn't really want to throw one of his players under the bus, which is kind of what the question seemed like it was doing. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I don't really like how he just went off. I mean, if you don't want to throw your players under the bus, then don't answer in a way that throws them under the bus. Yeah. I mean, there's a way you can go about doing it without, you know, answering that question. People do it all the time. You do it in other areas of your football team. Whenever people ask you questions about injuries or whatever, you keep it in-house, and you kind of dodge the question. Yeah. So, like, I don't get what the difference is. I get you're kind of tired of it, but also you kind of created the story by not saying anything and saying it's a race when everybody in America can see yeah. Tua is the answer for you guys. Definitely. And he's been doing it for so long, so I think he should have seen it coming um, and handled it different. But I don't think he can kick rocks. He can kick, like, right. pillows he, he can, or something. He can kick rocks. So what do you think pillows. of uh, the Russia game? I mean, you didn't have a single guy go over 100 yards. But you did have a total of 222 rushing yards. Yeah. Just not a single back went over 100. I mean, the most yards by a running back was Damian Harris with 55. 
Um, so what did you think about that? Yeah, I definitely expected it. It's going to be And a, a lot of that, uh, just seeing here, the long for Damian Harris was 32 yards, so a big chunk of that came on one play. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a committee backfield with those three guys that we got. Um, so I wouldn't really expect – many games where one single guy is going to go over 100 because you just got three guys that can play and will play. And so I expected that. Um, I was impressed with Josh Jacobs on kick return. Yeah. That that impressed me a lot. Um, but, yeah, when, and especially when you got a quarterback and wide receivers like you do, you're going to have to throw the ball. And so I wouldn't expect very many 100-yard games from any individuals, but I would expect a lot of games like that. So what do you think of your defense? Um, I mean, okay, Grant, you gave up 14 dang points. Yeah. I mean, yes, it got sloppy towards the end. You didn't give up a single point in the first half. You gave up seven in the third, seven in the fourth, and you won by like 40 dang points. Yep. I mean, what? I know there's there's things to improve on, but, I mean, your defense did play pretty well. Yeah, and I really thought they played well, especially, like you said, in the first half they didn't give up any points. Um, the middle of that defense looked really good. Louisville was not able to get anything going on with the run game. Um, but they were giving up some big plays, some spotty big plays. Yeah. You could tell that the defense was young. You could tell that um, they weren't quite ready to um, basically lock them down, I guess. Um, but, yeah, you know, I expected it uh, with the big plays just because of how young they are. Um, but it will improve, I think, around week three, week four. Hopefully yeah. by week three, it's that's, Ole Miss that's gone. In? Yeah, is that, is that the that's week? Ole Miss. Yeah, so we can't Ole Miss give is a good big plays to them. Uh, get a good uh, offense. Now, okay, I want to kind of put this in perspective real quick on Bama's offense. Now, yes, they did look really good. Tua looked really good. But also understand who you're also playing. Yeah. Louisville isn't a power when it comes to defense. I looked up some of their stats. Uh, from last year, they were 79th in pass defense last year. Yeah. Um, and 71st in rushing defense, 76th in total defense last year. So you weren't going against a power. I mean, the years before that, they were they were better. You know, top a top 50 defense the two years prior to that. But I mean, this is a down Louisville team. But I mean, again, Bama did what they had to do. They scored 51 points. They played really well. Tua looked good. Um, so, I mean, it was still, you know, an overall really good game for you guys, which is always expected. You yeah. always come out real strong. And, but, again, though, we won't really know what you're fully made of until November. Exactly. So, I mean, a lot of these games, like Ole Miss, I mean, might be a test for your defense a little bit. But when it comes to testing your defense, your offense, your special teams, none of that's going to come until LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn in November. Yeah. So. And I think you should expect a better offensive performance, honestly, because you kind of saw that Tua was in and out of the game. He only got six offensive possessions just because they wanted to get Jalen involved and because they were up so big, putting in the second team and everything like that. So um, really excited. Are you excited. glad that Nick Saban decided to actually say Tua is the guy yeah. instead of waiting? Um, no, well – I like that he waited because I think it kind of helped with the game plan. Honestly, trying to keep Louisville kind of out of the, out of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Out of the out of the known, I guess. Didn't want them to know what was going on with our uh, offense and not really be able to game plan for either guy. And so I'm glad he waited. It did crack me up when what's Michelle asked him before the game who the starter was, and he said, "You're gonna have to wait 30 seconds." You're going to find out in 30 seconds, so why ask me now? That didn't make me laugh. Such a Nick Saban thing. 
Um, he can def- definitely kick pillows, not rocks. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got anything else on the game? Nope. That's all I got on the game. Roll Tide through and through. Um, so let's move on. Next segment. Give me one team that impressed you this weekend, or just every team that impressed you, either okay. one. Teams that impressed me, um, man. I mean, Maryland obviously impresses you just with all the adversity that they faced. Um, also, uh, Oklahoma really impressed me. I That's mean, my team looked, right there. They looked really, really good. Kyler Murray. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I was just kind of shocked at how many points they scored. Um, I like. I mean, honestly, I thought it was gonna be a decent game at least for a half. Because yeah. I thought FAU with Lane Kiffin calling plays would at least be able to score a little bit with them, and yeah. then you know eventually Oklahoma would pull away like they should. But man, like it was like total domination from top to bottom of that thing. Um, another team that impressed me was Ole Miss. I mean, they blew out Texas Tech. I mean, that was a really, really kind of shocking. I thought it would have been close too. Um, I'm going to tell you a player specifically that really impressed me, and it was on Thursday night, Purdue's freshman, Rondale Moore. Yes. That dude is a stud. He broke Purdue's all-purpose yard for a single-game record his very first game. His first game, yeah. That dude is a stud. He's a stud. That's a name to remember. And, yeah, he's going to be really good this year and even in a couple years to come. I mean, the dude is legit. Purdue ended up losing the game. They kind of threw it away, throwing three interceptions, but, man – Rondell Moore, remember that name. He's going to be a stud. He had two carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had 11 catches. 11 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And then he had a couple of re- decent returns, too. So, I mean, the dude's a stud. Um, i trying to think of anybody else that really impressed me. I mean, Virginia Tech obviously impressed me. I thought it would be a good game. They blew out Florida State. Yeah. They one of my sleeper teams this year. Um, so, I think that's kind of those teams that impressed me. Yeah, and I'm basically the same. I'll throw LSU in there for you. They definitely impressed me. Um, But Oklahoma and Ole Miss were the two teams I've got that definitely impressed me. Oklahoma with Kyler Murray just looked ridiculous. That offense is going to be unstoppable, especially that run game. They were able able to flex their muscles a little bit. But you got Kyler Murray running around doing all these crazy things and still getting first downs. Yeah. Telling and they're you. still scoring right now. Mark my words, he's going to be better than Baker Mayfield. All right, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see then. You will see. And Ole Miss, yeah, that offense looked really good also. And, I mean, we kind of expected it, expected them to be able to score, but not score at, at will like they were. Um, they just embarrassed Texas Tech. Right, I mean, even their defense kind of stepped up and kept Texas Tech from scoring yeah. tons and tons of points. So. so that was a really good win for Ole Miss. Very proud of them. All right, so give me one team that disappointed you. Do I have to give you just one? You can give me multiple. I'm going to give you multiple. One is Texas, obviously. (laughs) I mean, that's just – I've already kind of said my piece on it, but that's just ridiculous. (laughs) Another team that – I mean, a team that kind of disappointed me, I guess, was a little bit of Auburn. Yeah. I mean, I know I picked against them, but they kind of disappointed me a little bit. I mean, it wasn't impressive at all. I honestly thought they should have lost the game just by watching it. See, I think their problem is is they don't have a workhorse running back. Yeah. And that, that's that's going to kill them. At the beginning of the year, they still don't have it. And, yeah. And, I mean, they only scored, what, 21 points? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, I and, think it was. And granted, okay, I mean. Miles Malzahn, what the heck are you thinking Going for two on your first free – what are you doing? He did it back-to-back. Back. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to do it the second time yeah. to try and catch up. But 
dude, take your points. Take the field goal to make – take your extra point, get the points because you might – listen, if they would have lost by one, yeah. that would have been the reason it because would've. you screwed up and were stupid and tried a little gimmicky thing. And that's we how Gus Malzahn has always been. You come to expect that from him. Um, but, yeah, I agree. That offense, it just looked a little spotty. They didn't have much of a running game going. Now, granted, Washington's D-line did look really good in that game. Yeah, they game. looked good, especially in the second half. I yeah. Mean, they shut Auburn down in the they second did. half. You could tell they might have been a little intimidated or a little bit, you know, on the edge about it the first half. Once they came out in the second half, they shut them down. I mean, yeah. they didn't score until their game-winning drive. And um, so another team that disappointed me was Penn State, almost losing to Appalachian yeah. State. I mean, they had to go to overtime to survive that one. And then Michigan. One of your teams that you had a sleeper on that you love, Michigan. That was one of my sleepers. That offense is still terrible, even with Shea Patterson, who's the most overhyped guy that's yeah. never done anything in the history of sports, it seems like. I agree. And, you know, that Michigan offense reminds me of an LSU offense. It does. And, and, and Jim Harbaugh and Les Miles both learned from the same guy in Michigan. And, hey, we're going to run whatever we want to run. We have to win our matchups. It's best on best. We don't care if you're good at stopping the run. We're still going to run it. And it, it just doesn't work very well. And if your guy isn't better or just as good as a guy across from you, then one, you're going to get out-schemed, and two, you're going to get out-manned. And that's what happened. Like, they just blew chances, and their offense is terrible. And it showed in South Bend. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have Penn State as one of mine also. Um, that was just almost really embarrassing for them. I mean, it was – Really close to being to happening. Yeah, I mean, Big Ten is gonna have to stop scheduling Appalachian State first week. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But you take Trace McSorley out that game, they lose yeah. easily. I think they're hurting from losing Saquon. Yeah, and they need to be a little worried. But if Trace McSorley is able to pull them through like that, then he he's gonna have a good year. Um, also have Miami. Obviously, we've talked about that. Them dropping an egg. That was kind of embarrassing. Um, Michigan State also, uh, yeah. they they almost lost their opener. Also, they had to have. It's all about the Big Ten, man. I mean, the only, the only of those four Big Ten powers that we were talking about, or really six, was Ohio State looked really impressive without Urban Meyer, who can still kick rocks, and Wisconsin, who yeah. won. I mean, those are really the two, if impressive at all, against you know cupcake teams, but. I mean, they didn't struggle like your Michigan States and your Penn States, and then they didn't lose like Michigan. Yeah, so. they just – that was not a good opening weekend from them. <clears throat> and Michigan, too, like you said, Jim Harbaugh, just something about him. Um, I think when he was at at Stanford, he was able to bring kind of a, a Big Ten type of offense over there to the Pac-12 and just able to yeah, run it and, like he did. Like the Pac-12, I mean, those teams are built like spread teams. Exactly. They have kind of smaller guys on defense that – you know, or trying to get after the passer where you bring, like you, like you said, like a Big Ten ground in your face, pound them up, like Stanford still does. I yeah. mean, he's going to have success because the teams other than maybe USC don't face that a lot. Yeah, and then he brings it, brings a Big Ten offense to the Big Ten. An old and you're school what's Big happening. Ten offense. Yeah, you're seeing what's happening. Shea Patterson just did not look good. He he just didn't look comfortable, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they're quite the quite year that – quite there yet yeah um, another i forgot about to mention this team about impressing me but ucf 
Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. They just. I mean, it's like they never skipped a beat. Co national championships. Yeah, co national champions. Uh, they, it's like they never skipped a beat after uh, Scott Frost yeah. came for for uh, Nebraska. So and I'll we'll give see you a player go. that disappointed me, and it was Bryce Love. Yeah, um, from dude only had what twenty nine yards rushing or something like that. He struggled. Um, he was one of the early. I didn't watch favorites. a lot of that game, from, but what I did. I mean, whenever I was watching it, um, San Diego State was holding their own against Stanford. So yeah. I, well, what did the score end up being for that? Do you know? I don't remember, but it wasn't much. That real quick. And I'll give uh, you another team, UCLA. UCLA. <laughs> Chip they, Kelly first game. That's see, Dude, I was Chip ex- Kelly and Kevin Sumlin both lost their first game because yep. Arizona lost too. They did. Arizona State killed it. Arizona yep. lost. Man, I was expecting more out of UCLA. Khalil Mack. I mean, you think Kevin Sumlin, who's had. Johnny Manziel, Case Keenum, and some really good quarterbacks. You have Khalil Mack, and you drop an egg, and you lose your first game. Yeah. So, We'll see. All right, moving on. We got a new segment. It's called Pick or Pass. I don't even know what's happening right now. So, so. basically what's going to happen <clears throat> is if I, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios, and you're going to say whether you want to pick or pass on that. If you like the scenario, you say, oh, I want to pick that. Give me a little spiel why you like it. If you want to pass on it, pass is obvious. But you're also gonna have to give me a little spiel on why you don't want that. I can spiel. So. All right. First things first. Bryce Love or Trace McSorley will win the Heisman. If I had to pick between between those two, I'll pick Trace McSorley just because he's on the East Coast. Yeah. And West Coast guys haven't really, unless you're a guy from USC, you don't really have a ton of exposure. A lot of people don't watch you. And so, I mean, I'll just pick Trace McSorley just based on that. So who's your Heisman guy right now? If you had to pick a favorite, who would you take? Man, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't like picking early favorites or picking a guy in the first couple weeks. I'll wait till midseason until I pick somebody. But, I mean, I guess, like, the most impressive person out of, like, Power 5 teams was probably Kyler Murray, I guess. I mean, there's nobody else. I mean, maybe Tua, but, I mean – I don't. I don't know. So I, I can't really pick somebody yet. I, I agree. So, um, I yeah, I agree with that. I would take Trace McSorley out of both of those, but for that whole statement, I would have to pass because obviously Tua's going to win the Heisman. It's not even going to be that. close. Okay. Not even going to be close. All right. Second one. Greedy Williams will lead the SEC in interceptions this year. I'd love to pick it, but man. He's not going to get a ton of passes passed to him this year, so I'm just going to have to pass on yeah. that. I mean, the reason he had so many passes thrown his way last year was because he was opposite of Dante Jackson, yeah. who was you know, a returning starter. So He's not um, going to get a whole lot of options He's not going to get year. a ton of chances. Now, he may take advantage of those and okay. maybe still lead, but if I had to bet on it, I'd say I'd pass on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, third one. We're going to take it sh- take a shot at the NFL. Your oh, Saints will make it to the Super Bowl, pick or pass. I'll pick that. You think Do so? that. I think the Saints the Saints have a really good opportunity. I mean, honestly, I think it's either going to be the Saints or the Falcons out of the NFC. It's going to be one so? of those two teams. Those are two of some of the best teams. Um, I'd pick either them, those two, or maybe the Rams. I like the Rams. Um, but – but I think it's going to come down to either the Saints or the Falcons. Yeah. Those are, I mean, I can totally see the Saints. Yeah, I like the, the Saints this year. They got a nice little offense going. They got some guys coming back on defense also. Um, 
but that offense is going to be dominant, I think. It always year. is, man. You got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara coming yeah. back. Mark Ingram is suspended for four games, but, I mean, we got a couple of guys that we signed and Mike Gillisley to kind yeah. of take his spot for those four games. And once he gets back, watch out. And you got a guy like Michael Thomas on the outside, too. That's a dude you can just throw I mean, him and, and then even talk is uh, the draft pick, Tracon Smith from UCF. There's uh-huh. talks that he could already right now be the second best receiver on the team. Really? Along with wow. Ted Ginn Jr. So, nice. I mean, you got solid options on, at wide receiver yeah. with Michael Thomas and uh, Ted Ginn Jr. and uh, Traquan Smith. So we'll see how the offense is. It's always going to be great with Drew Brees there. So And we have a backup quarterback now with Teddy Bridgewater. So. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually like the the Rams, though. Um, I think that defense is just going to be ridiculous this year. Um, getting Donaldson back, add in um, and Dominican Sue, uh, and then you like basically lock up your corner spots too with Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters. That's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard matchup. But I like the the Rams. I like my Saints. Who that? <laughs> All right, got two more for you. Um, Urban Meyer will either get fired or leave Ohio State by the end of the year. Pick or pass. I'll pass that because Ohio State only cares about wins and yeah. they don't care about anything else, so they can all kick rocks. Yeah, I agree. I kind of think Urban Meyer might end up doing the right thing, maybe for once, and no, just man, leaving. It's not going to happen. I can kind of see it. <laughs> maybe not during the year, but maybe at the end of the year he'll leave. I bet you. He leaves college and goes to the NFL, tries and find find a job in the NFL. I bet you he does. Would not surprise me at all. I'm totally passing on that. Yeah. Okay, last one. Throwing a little fantasy question at you. <laughs> so we got us a little league. 15 people are in it. Your team. Please tell me the pick or pass is about you choking in the playoffs again. <laughs> no, not for the fifth straight year, whatever it is. Um, okay, pick okay, or pass. Okay, so just for our audience, so Mason – usually has a really good team during the season in fantasy, and then he gets to the playoffs and utterly chokes it away. Even if he gets to the championship game, he will lose, or he'll have the best team throughout the regular season, and he'll lose in the playoffs. So. In our in our three years of doing fantasy, I think in the regular season, I've only lost maybe five games yeah. in three years. And still not a single championship. Not a single championship. Can't believe it. Anyways, pick or pass. Your team will win at least eight games. I mean, I want to feel confident, so I'll pick it. <laughs> Who's on your team? Who you got? Let's see. Man, who do I have? I have uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, let's see. I mean, i got to look at my fantasy team now. I don't have that <laughs> memorized. Goodness gracious, Mason. you gotta, you got to prepare me for this, man. <laughs> I had to throw you a curveball. He, he definitely did. Let's see if it will load here. There we go. Uh, my team... Let's see. I got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Alvin Kamara, um, Chris Thompson at running back, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Chris Hogan, uh, Travis Kleiss, um, Sony Michelle, the Texans defense. Um, and then on my bench, I got Des Bryant, who's a free agent right now. So if he gets picked up by somebody, that could be real nice. Um, Traquan Smith from the Saints, I have him. Um, Michael Wall, Mike Wallace, um, let's see, Spencer Ware, BJ Shark, Terrence Williams. So yeah, I think I have a pretty pretty decent team. Yeah, I so. feel you. I got lucky. Aaron Rodgers dropped to me in the third round. Took him early. Yeah, Had yeah, to. 
man, there's something about our league and wanting to pick quarterbacks really early. I don't understand it. Well, quarterbacks are more valuable in our league. You get six points for a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I can see that. Yeah. So that's why I took him early. Best, <laughs> best in the game. I'm a little worried about my team, though. Are I don't you? think I'm going to have as good as a regular season as I normally do. Um, Le'Veon's holding out right now. Hasn't even reported to the Steelers yet. So What is up with that? No idea. I don't even want to begin to think about that. <laughs> so he might not even play. Adam Thielen has to be my number one wide receiver, and he's hurt right now. Um, my bench, you know, after week five I could get better. I have Julian Edelman and Mark Ingram. They're both on a four-game suspension, so they'll be back. Got a little sleeper, I think, Mike Williams. Um the receiver from Clemson plays for the Chargers. Plays for the Chargers now. Didn't get to play last year. He was hurt. I think he could have a really good year. Um, But all in all, like my team, like your team. We'll see what happens. I'll see you in the championship. No, you won't. You're going to choke again. Not going to choke this year. (laughs) All right, so let's keep this going with our rant time. Go ahead and lay it on me. You get to go first this week. What do I want to talk about? I mean, first I can start off by telling everybody who picked against LSU this week to kick rocks, okay? <laughs> you got Mason over here. I mean, I even just heard Courtney talking about it before we even started about it. She was surprised that we won. <laughs> I mean, you got Kirk Herbstreet, who ha- who issued an apology on Twitter. Dude, kick rocks, bro. You didn't think that we were going to be good this year. All the guys at ESPN, Russ Mitchell from College Football News, all y'all can kick rocks. And, you know, hey, we're coming. Auburn game will show us how we're how good we are, and I'm excited about that. Um, Texas, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, what are you – Tom I mean, Herman went, let you I, down. I went about this to begin, but, man, I'm still pissed about it. I mean, that was one of my sleeper teams this year, and they let me down because they couldn't beat a Maryland team that hasn't been able to, like, have a normal offseason. Yeah. I mean, jeez, dude. <laughs> Um, let's see. I already said Nick Saban could kick rocks for how he treated Maria Taylor. Yeah. I mean, that's just, come on, dude, like grow up. Um, I guess that's all I have. Like, I don't have a lot this week. Okay. Um, Auburn, man, Auburn is just, I just don't understand them, man. Like they're the most bipolar team I've ever seen. Like if you're going to be good, be good. But like you should have lost to Washington. Should like you should yeah. have. Like, they dominated that second half. They did, played really well the whole game. Um, I mean, I guess you did what you got to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I got. I don't have a lot this week. All right, I got something for you. How about the SEC West going undefeated this week? Yeah. They won every single game. They're the only team in college football – or the only division in college football right now to go undefeated. Every other division had a loser. Not the SEC West. Every team I thought looked good, except for Auburn was a little questionable, but I'm sure they'll get it figured out. But every team, top to bottom, really kind of had it going, had it going their way. Ole Miss looked good. Texas A&M looked really good, I thought. They were able to put up some points on the board. Uh, Then you got LSU, obviously, doing their thing. Kicking butt, man. Um, Who else? Bama. Bama did their thing. Mississippi State. Was able to win. My boy Logan Burnett. I didn't watch any of that game. Yep. So. Yeah, they look pretty good. My boy Logan Burnett got in the game. 
completed a pass, one for one, let a touchdown drive. Shout out to him. But Yeah, boy. Yeah, my boy. All in all, they look good. I was proud of the SEC West for doing their thing this week. That's what you got. Yep, that's what, what, what I got. Our, what did our picks end up being last week, Mason? We'll, we'll what get was to the, that later. What was the, what was the sta- what's the standings right now? We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, anyways. All right, so give me one, maybe two week, two matchups you're looking forward to. I mean, obviously it's going to be Georgia and South Carolina. It's a big one. That's really the big one I'm kind of watching because that kind of hinges on one of my picks for this season of South Carolina. And yeah. I think they can do it, man. I think they could win that game against Georgia. Also, I want to say – uh, looking at the the polls that came out today, two big jumps. LSU and Virginia Tech both jumped up a lot. In the AP poll, LSU jumped 14 spots to number really? 11. They're ranked 11 in the AP right now. Virginia Tech is 12 in the AP right now. In the coaches poll, LSU is 15. Virginia Tech uh, is 14. So both of those teams have made big jumps. So LSU in the coaches poll jumped up nine spots. And then 14 spots in the AP. And then for Virginia Tech, they jumped up eight spots in the AP. And uh, looks like three spots in the coaches. And then teams that fell a lot. Obviously, Miami and the uh, AP, they dropped 14 spots down to number 22. Nice. And the coaches, they uh, dropped 13 spots to number 21. Uh, Michigan dropped seven spots to number 21 in the AP. And eight spots in the coaches to 22. Um those really your big movers in the polls this week. U.S. or Washington only dropped five spots in the coaches down to 11. Um, in the AP, they only dropped three. They're still in the top 10. Yeah, I saw they basically switched Auburn and Washington in the AP. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Auburn, Auburn is just at, is at seven. Um, Wisconsin dropped a spot, but, I mean, that doesn't really matter, yeah. honestly, right now and when it comes to top 10 um, spots. Um, so those are really your big movers were LSU, Virginia Tech, and then yeah. obviously Michigan and Miami, both with kind of big losses. And then two SEC East teams get into both top 25s at the same spots with South Carolina at 24 and Florida at 25. Yeah. So, but, yeah, definitely matchups to watch this week, South Carolina and Georgia. And uh, what are some of the other games that are happening this week? I'll give you one. USC Stanford. USC Stanford, yeah, that'll be a good game. That's so, one to look forward to. Um See, look at the schedule real quick. Just a nice little brief look about what's coming up this week. Mississippi State, Kansas State, man. That's yep. an early kickoff at 11 at Kansas State, which that'll is a tough place to play. One. So that'll be interesting. We'll see our first action of Nick Fitzgerald this yeah. coming up week. So that'll be interesting. Kansas State's always kind of tough to play no matter who you are. So that'll be interesting. We'll get to see what Mississippi State is really kind of made of towards the beginning of the year. Um We'll see if UCLA can actually bounce back and maybe do something against Oklahoma. Don't hold your breath on that. Uh, let's see any other games that I see on here. Oh man, I mean, there's not. I mean, I mean, there's Texas A&M, Clemson, but I think Clemson's really going to kill that and run up the score. Kentucky and Florida will be interesting. Yeah, I think we'll so. see how good Florida is, and Kentucky apparently has some good offensive weapons. They struggled this past week. Well, that's more SEC action right there. Um, but you know, we get early SEC action. Kentucky hasn't won against Florida in like thirty some years, no, I, I think. think. So. And so, can they finally do it? They should have done it last year, but they they couldn't pull it out. So we'll wait and see on that one. And then obviously Stanford and USC. Um, or kind of the last one. So maybe even Arizona State, Michigan State might be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State almost lost, and Arizona State with uh, Herm Edwards, right? Is that? <laughs> yep, that's it. That's Herm Edwards getting out of 
ESPN and getting back to coaching and coaching in college. I mean, the last time he coached was in the NFL. So. All right. So let's get to our picks. Okay. No. First, you gotta let you gotta recap last week. Yikes. Okay. Colorado State, Miami, Florida State, and Michigan. Y'all can all kick rocks. <laughs> Terrible performances. So. Unfortunately, I went a whopping three and four in our picks last week. Three and four. And you, on the other hand, had a good week. You were five and two. Five and what was that again, Mason? Five and two. What were the two that I got wrong? The two you got wrong, you got Washington and Michigan wrong. Michigan. Freaking Michigan, man. Michigan. Jim Harbaugh can kick rocks. Definitely kick rocks. All right, what yeah. about this week? I'm going to keep up my dominance now. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that. All right, so this week we got two just basic games. We got LSU versus School of the Blind. So I'm sure you're going <laughs> to go with... Southeastern Louisiana, it's obviously LSU. I'm sure you're so. going to go with LSU. Um, and we also got Bama versus School of the Blind. Yep. So I'm sure what, you're going to What high go. school team is it? Um, Some team out of Arkansas. I don't Arkansas remember. Arkansas State <laughs> High School? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll so pick Bama. So those, those are, are two, two easy ones. ones. All right, so moving on. UCLA versus Oklahoma. Who Oklahoma, you got? easy. Yeah, that's my uh, squad. I don't think uh, UCLA after last week will, will – they might put up a little fight, but, I mean, Oklahoma just looked really good. So I agree. Um, Oklahoma with Kyler Murray is just going to be unstoppable this year. I've said it plenty of times. I will continue to say it, too. Um, maybe we see UCLA kind of get it going this week. I highly doubt it, but I'm going to Oklahoma also. All right, an interesting one. Michigan State versus Arizona State. Yeah, I just kind of briefly talked about it. Um, man, I want to go Arizona State and pick an upset, Yeah, but, I mean – I th- I'm going to go Michigan State, but I think it's going to be a really close game, man. I, do I too. really think it'll be a good game. And it's at Arizona State, too. Yeah. On the road, out west, it's going to be a really late kickoff for those guys at Michigan State. I mean, Central, I mean, it's a 945 kickoff. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be late Arizona State. We'll see what they're really made yeah. of. I'm excited uh, for that this game. Week. But I'm going to pick Michigan State really close. But, man, it, honestly, I could see Arizona State winning. Yeah, that offense hopefully will be able to put up some points. Um, I'm going Michigan State also, but I would love to see that upset. That would make me really happy. Um, I think Michigan State's just too too good for Arizona State right now. I do think they're on the rise. Um, so we'll see where that goes. All right, next one, Georgia versus South Carolina. You already know my pick. <laughs> I picked it last week. You called – I called my shot. South Carolina, I think they'll pull it out. It'll be a close game. I like South Carolina this year. I think Georgia's going to take a step back. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Jake Fromm can win a game for them. And yeah. South Carolina's defense is going to be good. They get their safety that got suspended last week. He's back. And so I got South Carolina uh, winning this game. Again, it's going to be close, though. It's always close between those two. I mean, yeah. um, so it'll be real interesting to see what happens. But uh, let's see. Where where's it at? Where's it being played? I think I'm trying to see. I don't find. I can't I see it on here. I want to say it might be at South Carolina. Honestly, don't remember. Yeah, it's at South Carolina. Even more, even more reason so, to go. So at uh, Williams Bryce Stadium. So yeah, Georgia going with definitely. Sandstorm and going South Carolina Gamecocks. Georgia definitely needs to be on the upset watch. But I just think they're too good. Okay, Jake Fromm. Mason, you should just, like, listen. We're going to go based <laughs> off of picks last week. Listen, don't know, doubt me, I know. man. Okay? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm getting my game back. All right. <laughs> it was just week one. But I just think Georgia is way better than South Carolina. Um, but 
South Carolina, also a team on the rise. I just don't think they're ready for Georgia yet. They're not there yet. I give them another year. Next year, watch out for South Carolina. But I'm going Georgia. So, all right, another one. Clemson versus Texas A&M. I mean, Clemson's going to mop the floor with them, I think. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I know it's at Texas A&M. I know it's in College Station. But Clemson, their defensive line is just so good. And, man, like I said, I think A&M is a year or two away until they can really start competing. So. Yeah. Um, look, Clemson is amazing this year. But they don't have the quarterback situation figured out yet. They are not quite – ready to absolutely put it all in Kelly Bryant's hands. They want – I feel like they want to put it in the freshman's hands, but they're just not confident yet. Um, this could be a slip-up game for them. Texas A&M had a really good week last week. Jimbo Fisher is going to get those boys hype. Uh, the 12th man is going to get those boys hype. Um, so, Clemson, be careful this week. You heard it here first. I'm still picking you guys, but be <laughs> you careful. You won't even go there? Come on. <laughs> I'm not going all there. all that and you're not going to go there. <laughs> They just need to be careful. Um, all right, last one, USC versus Stanford. Who you so got? This will be a really good game, man. I think it's a toss-up, honestly. Um, you know, I can't stand USC, man. I can't stand them. I don't like picking them, but I think we're going to pick them this week. I think that's they'll go in about. to Stanford, and I think they'll win. So you think so? That's my pick. Look, yikes. I feel bad for you. Stanford. <laughs> Coming off a rough week with Bryce Love, they're about to pound the ball with him and just run all over USC. Bryce Love's looking for a redemption game, and it's going to happen. Stanford's going to take it. They're going to mop the floor with USC. Just kidding. Not mop the floor. It's going to be a good game. <laughs> all right. That's all I've got planned for this for this week. You got anything else you want to add? Man, I think that's it. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, so far, what well, we got it up. Tell your friends about it. We're up on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, those are the four places you can listen to us right now. Still waiting on Apple and iTunes. Like, man, it's been like a week since I've tried to put that thing on there. Uh, still waiting a response from them. Apple can kick rocks because they're taking freaking forever <laughs> for this thing. But right now, you can find us on TuneIn on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play if you're on Android. Um, so those are the four places you can find us. I also made an email address for us. So if Uh-oh. you want to send us questions or send us topics you want us to talk on, uh, the email address is down to the wire cm at gmail.com. So send us some questions, uh, share us with your friends, and uh, hopefully this will be up soon. But Thanks, y'all, for watching. You got any last – or not watching. We're not we're, – we're a freaking <laughs> podcast. You got anything else to say? Thanks for listening, guys. That's it. Thank you, everybody. All right. See you all next week. Go Tigers. Roll Tide.